You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan. Today from Pasadena, California, I'm here with my two big sisters, Julie Dolan and Liz Dolan. Liz, you're back in Santa Monica, California. You're back in the Golden State, I understand. Yeah, back in the Golden State. Very happy to be home. It was delightful last week in Oregon, but Ferris and I back in Santa Monica where we belong. Okay, that's good to hear. And Julie, you are coming to us from Brooklyn, NY, uh, but you spent the weekend in Connecticut. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm going to tell you about that. But uh, I'm on assignment here in Brooklyn, Urban Nana, back at the helm. I'm doing some babysitting. But I was out in Connecticut, Leanne, this week. Um, And as part of that, you know, I went to see mom and dad. Uh, You know, of course, our parents have died. um, But and I went back to our hometown of Fairfield, Connecticut. uh, And it was it's a glorious time of year to be in Connecticut in October. Um, And now that our oldest brother doesn't live there anymore, you know, that uh, so we really don't have any Dolans that live in Fairfield. I felt it was like even more important to go and visit the gravesite for mom and dad. Um, and, um, and I, Liz, I talked to you on the phone about this, that I, I felt like I could not go to the gravesite empty handed, like mom would not want that, you know, at all. No, No, she would be like, well, what are you doing showing up when you have nothing in your hand? Yeah. But then again, then again, you had a dilemma about bringing flowers. I did. I did. I mean, because mums are the obvious choice. I mean, this is mum weather right. um, in New England. Um, a nice big, you know, a, a bunch of mum, a plant would have been the ideal choice. But I, then I thought, well, when the mum dies, then there's no one to take it away. You know, I wasn't s- certain how it works at the cemetery. And, you know, our brother Jim and sister-in-law Mary used to always go visit the grave site. So we never, I, we didn't, you know, they always put flowers there and plants and, you know, sent us, send us pictures of it. But I was like, well, I don't think I can do the mums because there is nothing our mother hated more than dead flowers. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would, that's true. She, really, would have hated, she would have hated that even more than no flowers. So right. That was really the calculation I, you were making. That was the calculation. So what I figured out was, okay, I figured out the ideal thing to bring bittersweet. You know oh, how much. Perfect. Of, Loved bittersweet, Leon. Yes, you know, and I thought, you know, my mother, our mother was always clipping it. She was always making bittersweet wreaths and decorating with bittersweet. I mean, she would come and travel no matter where I lived. She would bring me bittersweet. You know, it was either lavender or bittersweet or both. And it would all always end up all over my house. But nonetheless, she would always bring that. Right. So but <laughs> she I did. It it, be- she does enjoy. She did enjoy a dried hydrangea as well. Yeah. A dried hydrangea. Yes. She did. So I, I considered that, but I thought bittersweet, that's fine. So even if the berries fall off, right. it's not going to look too unseemly, okay? So I had left extra time. I thought, I'm in Fairfield, Connecticut. That is like bittersweet capital of the world. All I have to do is drive up and down the post road, stop at some one of those farm stands, those country stores, you know, whatever they have, and I'll just get some bittersweet. Do you know, we went, we stopped Five different places in Fairfield. No bittersweet. What's up with that? No bittersweet. Okay, that is wrong. That is wrong. We went everywhere. Okay. Then I'm like, I was like a crazy, I was like, I went like just charging into stores, past pumpkins, past moms. It's like, where's the bittersweet? Nobody had any bittersweet. All these high-end stores that they have now in Westport and Fairfield, <laughs> Connecticut, not a single sprig of bittersweet. 
So then I'm getting desperate. I really panicked and I went to, I don't even know what it's called now. It was the stop and shop when we were growing up. Now it's owned by some other chain. I, it's not a safe way, but it's, I went into their floral section. You know, I'm digging, I'm digging down. My I husband's and like, I, when you say charge, I mean, you charge around anyway, like <laughs> yeah. even in, yeah. when you're in a great mood, you charge into places. So I, you must I, I was have... charging. I was charged. So I charged into the floral section and my husband's like, well, just get that. Just get that. I was like, no, no, those are all wrong. All wrong. So I got some lame baby's breath. Okay. I mean, again, Oh, oh, ouch. I think that was really bad. Oh, Oh God. Really? Really? Yes. Well, it's okay. You, you did your best, Julie. And, they are I dead. Think, you know, I was I was so ashamed of it. I didn't even take a picture of it. I was like, because I thought if you saw it, you would like you would have this reaction, and you did. Yeah. So Sorry. there it is. Well, okay. A for okay. effort. A for effort. You think? <laughs> a for effort. I don't think you think I made an A for effort. No, I brought something. Okay, I mean. No, that was very nice. Yes, yeah. I like the thought of you going there and visiting and all of that. That's yeah. great. So, so good for you. The, you know, I, you were in a day, you were in an impossible situation, Julie. So, <laughs> you did your best. Okay, now I feel worse. Leon and I don't want to be as disapproving as Mom would be. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just let this go. Maybe there'll be some high winds this week in Connecticut. <laughs> we'll just blow away. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on that note, we have a lot more to get to on the show today. Julie, you're coming with us, uh, coming at us with the First Lady's Desk. Julie, I yes. have to say, I feel like a lot of people, though, have really taken up your spirit of the newscation from last, yes. from yes. last week. Yes. I think it's yes. seeping into the public consciousness, the newscation. So this is just all good, First Lady's Desk. Uh, Liz, you are late to the party on a couple of things. You're going to tell us what they are. But you're happy yes. to be at the party now. Yeah, I, better I, late than never. Yep. I have some information on mindful eating. I have seven steps to mindful eating, six of which I reject. And then I have uh, <laughs> an alternative to propose. I also have mini reviews of some of Fall's newest TV shows that I know the Satellite Sisterhood is watching Timeless, Designated, Survivor, and This Is Us. And uh, we have lots more happening here. But I do want to say one correction from last week. We have a new sponsor, Glossier. They're the ones that do the great beauty products, including the Boy Brow that Julie is highly recommending. I -hmm. gave the Satellite Sisterhood the wrong URL. So I apologize. Uh, For the 20% off your first purchase for Glossier, what you want to do is just go to their website and use our promo code SISTERS. So the website is Glossier.com, and that's sort of French. It's G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com, and then the promo code is SISTERS. So it's Glossier.com. Use the promo code SISTERS for 20% off. Okay. Yeah. You know, there was a very funny note in the Facebook group, Leanne, from uh, our satellite sister, Lori, who noted that she thought it was funny that the Glossier spot came up right after a spot about girls reaching their full potential (laughs) conversation we had. And I just want to say, Lori, we at the Satellite Sisterhood have never felt 
that those two things could not exist in the same universe. Girls reaching their full potential and us, the Satellite Sisterhood, having well-groomed brows. I, I, okay? I think so, they go so, hand in hand, really. Yes, those are those things. There's, it's We're not asking you. We weren't talking about Botox or anything. <laughs> it was, so we've just always felt like you don't need to give up one to have the other. But uh, I appreciated the spirit of your comment. So, um, okay, so this morning here I am, Santa Monica, California, having a little bit of a connectivity issue because I've been ignoring things my computer was trying to tell me. Um, <laughs> that's just, you know, um, that's that's not a, the first time, Liz, right? No, just... not the first time. And I've known that my, this laptop, I don't know, it's about four years old. Like, I know that it's on its last legs. I was just trying to extend the life a little bit. So for the past few weeks, I've been getting those messages that you never know exactly what they mean, but you know you're supposed to do something about it. When it says your startup disk is almost full, you ever get those girls? I've never actually had that message list, but that sounds ominous. Yeah, it sounds like you never really downloaded the right stuff if you're still working off a startup disc no <laughs> right that's i don't not... think that's true either okay it just it just means that i have i have to get rid of some stuff that's like on my computer okay. you know i just it can't start itself up because it's almost full or Professor Mary, as you hear me saying this, uh, you know, if you're laughing out loud because that is wildly wrong, then feel free to post on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group what the role of a startup disc is. Anyway, it's so I thought, okay, uh, the past couple of days, every time I've seen that message, I've just dumped a few things into my trash and then emptied the trash. But clearly it was not enough because this morning I got the worst possible message, which is... (laughs) Your startup disk is full. So I know that's really bad and that it meant I was going to be able to un- unable to do things like, you know, get on Skype and connect you guys. Or <laughs> like right now, I would normally be recording this show along with both of you, but I am not because my call recorder that's related to Skype is just not responding to my commands because my startup disk is full. So I thought, okay, I got to get rid of, I got to dump some of this stuff. And I just obsessively save copies of our show. I know they are all at iTunes. I know they are all at our syndicator liberated. Libsyn has audio copies of everything. I know I also have them in my personal cloud. But I also have them in a file on my desktop. Yeah, me too. I do. And it's just like I can't – I just worry that someday if I put it in some cloud, who knows? Like I want to be able to look at it. So I thought that's obviously the biggest, baddest thing, using up the most memory on my my hard drive. So I thought, okay – I do own one of those big, fat external hard drives. So I'll just finally, once and for all, dump the audio onto the external hard drive, which I started at 730. So I thought I had enough time to like get through this. 
But you know how sometimes when you drag a file, so first I had to find the external hard drive. Then, of course, I had to find all the cords that go with yeah. that. Cords, you know? Liz, but that's really one of your specialties. It like is. It back is. cords that you have. Right. The power cord was actually matched with the external hard drive in the same, like, old shopping bag in my closet, Julie. So that worked out really <laughs> That works There's out. No stopping you, Liz, when it comes to technical things. No, <laughs> super well. So I plug in the external hard drive, I charge it, and then I drag and drop the Satellite Sisters audio file onto the external hard drive. And you know how sometimes it starts and it says, okay, this is going to take six hours. Yeah. And very quickly it clicks down and it takes five minutes. Yeah. Well, no. This, this like I said, it's going to take six hours. And then five, then four, then three. I thought, oh, this is good. It's clicking down. It will all be done by the time we connect at 9 a.m. But then at two hours, it just stopped. And that's so I'm not done yet. I have it's now it has 121 more files to copy over onto the external hard drive. So I'm moving 75 gigs. I have already moved 45 of the 75. But if you so if you hear things in the background turning on like right just now my fan turned on because whoo this is exhausting to move that many <laughs> files is that so your I, own personal fan or the fan on, <laughs> on your computer i've got the laptop fan i've got the external hard drive fan and you're right julie i should get myself a personal fan because i am sweating it anyway so the it says i have 36 more minutes before this will all be done so if you hear strange things going on in the background, that's why. Uh, now I know, like, I just got, I have to bite the bullet and go find a new computer and get myself reorganized. I've been meaning to do it since this summer, and I just didn't. So now I have the incentive I need. But in the meantime, please excuse. You know how you, that sometimes these they make, like, these grunting noises as they're doing it? That's not me. That's <laughs> That's my external hard drive. Okay, we're down to 117 more items to move. So, whoo-hoo, 35 minutes, and we are we are good to go. Well, so right. keep, us post, keep us posted, Liz. Yeah, this. yeah this, will. It's, it's, updates it's exciting to watch. It's a countdown clock. Finally, we have our own countdown clock. So exciting. Highlight <laughs> Sisters are four. You're listening to Satellite Sisters today. It's Leanne, Liz, and Julie. And uh, Julie, you're in you're in uh, you're in Brooklyn, but you're bringing us news from the First Lady's desk today. What's happening y there? Yes, I am. You know, I've been on kind of a newscation. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, over a week of a new newscation. But I did happen to see, and I recommend it to everyone. The New York Times Style Magazine did a special tribute to the First Lady, entitled to the first lady with love. So, you know, as uh, as I, I chair here the uh, first lady's desk and care about and protect all things associated with first ladies, and I just... just it's a nonpartisan desk, we should say. It's a nonpartisan desk. Yes, for uh, 15 years you have spoken up on their behalf. First, right, or, and I... Yes. First ladies all over, you know, um, first spouses, whatever you are, I've always embraced and uh, protected your right to be whoever you wanted to be and to do whatever you wanted to do. And I love this article in the New York Times Style Magazine because there were four authors that wrote essentially thank you notes 
to Michelle Obama. Um, the first author was one that Michelle picked is the Nigerian author Chi Amanda uh, Adichie, yeah. and she is an author. She's a McCarthy MacArthur genius. Also Gloria Steinem, John Meacham, who is an author, magazine editor, and Rashida Jones, who is a writer and actress. And they each wrote, uh, for, you know, they each wrote an essay thanking um, thanking Michelle Obama for her contributions um, to being the first lady. So. I, I was all over this. I just loved it that it was dedicated to the first lady. And I think that's one of the great, yes, I think it's that's true. one of the great things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, I mean, because one of the great things that Michelle Obama has done is that, you know, like many of her predecessors, she moved into a role that maybe she didn't plan on uh, taking, didn't dream of when she was a young girl or when she was going through Princeton and Harvard, didn't um, aspire to be first lady of the United States but that she has taken on that role and done a beautiful job. Secondly, I think what these four essays, if you read them, you, you really understand that she is a woman in full. Like many women around the world, she's, there are, she has you know, many complexities with, uh, about her, that she's a feminist, but she loves fashion. She was the first African-American first lady. She was obviously a dedicated career woman, but there's no doubt that she was dedicated to her children, to her husband. She is a patriot. She loves America. But at the same time, she has spoken up and criticized things, past wrongs that have that have gone on in America, that she has fulfilled every traditional role of first lady with the state dinners and the visits and the teas. But she has also brought her own personality to it. I mean, she dances on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She's jumped rope. Uh, she's planted a vegetable garden. She has created her own agenda of issues, which is for veterans' rights, for better eating, and for exercise. And, and I think this is a key point because I think it is only going to get worse, worse that she has withstood hypercriticism. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we live in an age of hypercriticism. And regardless of your politics and regardless of, you know, where you, you know, where you fall on the political spectrum, you have to appreciate and just respect how much criticism that she has taken for like every move that she's made. And, and, and that criticism plays out on so many platforms, you know, and, you know, in the media now that it's really, it's astounding and that she has, you know, withstood all of that with a great deal of grace. She has brought her own personality, her own vision, her taste. She is clearly a role model for people. Um, and what I think is exciting is that she's young and that she probably will do a lot more. But, you know, she has she's been in the office or it's not even an office in this unelected position <laughs> for right. eight years. And she is and she has brought a great deal of it. And these four essays, you know, talked about her as an African-American, as, a, you know, as a feminist, as a career woman and, you know, and fulfilling the roles, traditional roles of the first ladies. I mean, and she's done it all with a great deal of confidence and, uh, you know, and she's been strong and direct, but also kind at the same time. So, uh, you know, again, I don't share all uh, I don't share her political views on all things, but I highly recommend this set of um, essays. I think it will make everyone proud to be an American um, because of the work that she's done. 
Good that job. would be a really good feeling. Proud to be an American. <laughs> yes, I think <laughs> I think she just comes across as such a real person too. Yeah. You know, she does feel like someone you could know or that you might be colleagues with, you know, thrust into a job not of her choosing. Which right. is when you first started to talk about first ladies as a, as your an area of expertise that you have, Julie, a lot of it is that, you know, these highly accomplished women often get you know, pulled into these roles that they did not choose because of the choices of their husbands. And so when you see someone rise to the challenge as beautifully as Michelle Obama has, um, I think that's really what makes her such a great role model. You know, she's really made a contribution to our country. Mm-hmm. So, yep. It, yep. Is a, it is a fitting tribute. It's in the style section of the New York Times and you can read it online. Yep. Yeah. There were there was one day last week where I think every single thing in my Facebook uh, feed was the speech that she made about sexual assault and why she felt so strongly about that. So she has that side of her and, as you say, all of these other sides of her. So uh, so well done, Mrs. Obama. I noticed that tonight is the last state dinner uh, in the Obama administration. It's for the president of Italy and Mario Batali will be making dinner tonight. So, whoa. I know. so that sounds fun. I, I just I just saw a feature on CBS uh, this morning. You know, that's the news show I watch because there's actual news on it now. Uh, and um, about Mario Batali and what he was making and everything. Um, oh. And I've added um, getting invited to a state dinner to my bucket list. <laughs> like any <laughs> state dinner. Must be fantastic, right? It must be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how that's – it's unlikely that it's going to happen. But – Keep hope alive, Leanne. Keep hope alive. Well, just like Michelle Obama, Leanne, you are young. There's time. Right. You aspire to these things. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have have to have a whole other set of credentials, though, to get there. But yeah, what I've done so far has not merited any invitations of any sort. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. Okay, I got a goal now: state dinner, because that it looks like it's going to be spectacular. So. Love it. All right. Well, well, speaking of first ladies, or in this case, a former first lady, last night online, um, Hillary Clinton did a major fundraising event on Broadway. I mean, she was not there, but the Hillary campaign <laughs> did a major Broadway event, which I watched. It was it was very, very entertaining. And the uh, I even there was one thing in particular that happened in the midst of this that I thought, oh, I hope Leanne is watching because it was sort of a best of Broadway cavalcade, you know, not political, not particularly political. There were there were some comments, but it was more just lovely, talented people sort of belting things out or speaking from the heart. So, Leanne, you know, Andrea McCardle, who, of course, is the Original Annie. Original Annie. Wow, that takes the, you back. Like, how old yes. is Andrea McCardle now? She's uh, she's all grown up, no doubt. Yeah, she's I mean, all she's grown up. Like my age, because I was like yeah. twelve when that. Yeah, I mean, she is. She's and you were grown up. That was your first ever bucket list item was to be Annie. <laughs> I I saw her in the original production of Annie several times. As a matter of fact, so yeah, believe me, uh, Andrea McCardle, she was the best. I mean, when she sings tomorrow. I, I listen to that cast album like every day for three years. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. just, well, I'm sure I'm okay. sure this event is still posted online. Okay. But Andrea McCardle came out and sang t- tomorrow oh, she did. with with Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, who was also in Annie. Yeah, was also in the original cast of Annie. She yeah. was one of the orphans. Right? Yes, she was, she was a little less orphan. She, yeah. 
Yeah, she was never Annie. Yeah. So just, you know, for all you Annie fans out there, if you want to just just a touch of Andrea McArdle in your life. And, you know, that's such a fun, optimistic song. Speaking of being proud, Julie, I say, you know, find Andrea McArdle singing tomorrow uh, online. Then there were a couple of other things that I enjoy. Well, a lot of things I enjoyed in the show, but um, Helen Mirren. Now, now she's another person that I think always comes across as just totally herself. Yeah. You know, like she just is a... And she's not the Queen of England. I mean, she's either herself <laughs> or the Queen of England. Those are really the only two roles she plays, Liz. Exactly. Well, she was introduced, Julie, by, by Billy Crystal, who emceed the whole night. And I guess she has recently been honored by the Queen or something. So technically, she's Dame Helen Mirren now. Yeah. And- but she doesn't really like to be called Dame Helen. So uh, so Billy Crystal introduced her as Sir Helen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Anyway, it's funny. Was great. Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, she did a section from Eleanor Roosevelt spoke for FDR at the 1940 convention. So she did um, part of what Eleanor Roosevelt's speech was at that convention. And one of the things she said really struck me. This is Eleanor Roosevelt saying it now, not not Helen Mirren. But I'm now going to say it, this. I'm not even trying to sound like Helen Mirren or Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> we remember the time you directed Jessica Lang, and that yes, did not go well. Yes. No, that did not go well. And I don't do accents. I don't do anything. But what what Eleanor Roosevelt wrote in 1940, imagine the tension in the country in 1940. This is why I thought it was um, applicable to where we are now. She said, I know and you know that any man who is in office of great responsibility today faces a heavier responsibility, perhaps, than any man has ever faced before in this country. Therefore, to be a candidate of either great political party is a very serious and solemn thing. And that just really struck me because I think I think that's true. You know, we're probably there in America now. I'm not sure solemn is exactly the word we would use to describe the current campaign, but it's worth thinking about. So she was great. Then, you know, I have never really been a fan of julia roberts yeah. <laughs> no i know i dragged you what movie i want to what movie oh that one where she saves the day what is that uh, <laughs> she, she won an oscar for it i think yeah okay yeah yeah what well, whatever the bad water it had the bad water in it. <laughs> wow Woo. Well, we sound like we're a million years old yep. now. Anyway, so okay. Julia Julia Roberts did a very uh, fun reading from Molly Ivins. And Molly Ivins wrote, you have more political power than 99% of all the people who have ever lived. And that really struck me, too, because Americans, that is true of all of us. And we need to appreciate that. But then Julia, just in her blah, 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 the way she does, she's like F-bomb here, F-bomb there. And I wanted to yeah. say, yeah, I want to say we don't really need that. This is not the time for that. This so Broadway, we don't do that, right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, overall, <laughs> it was a very okay. fun show. Um, as always, for me, Julia Roberts was the low point. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Okay. Thank you, Liz. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, now I have to look up that movie because we sound like idiots. And I didn't I know. know. I didn't sound like idiots. Oh, I know. People are at home yelling at their phones. I know. Erin Brockovich. Thank you. Erin yes, Brockovich. Thank you. Thank you. She, she, was, she was great in that. I give you that, Julie, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, I, it's fitting that I could not come up with the name Erin Brockovich because that is that was exactly what sort of happened to me yesterday. I was at the, here I am doing urban Nana. My uh, Josephine, my little granddaughter goes to nursery school and, um, and someone, and she has a sitter that brings her to the park after school. And that's where I was going to meet her. So I of course was at the park plenty early because I didn't want to miss the handoff uh, in any, in any way. So this is a very popular, popular kids park in Brooklyn. And I was sitting there and, three celebrities walk through the gate at the park. And now, you know, I am the worst of the Satellite Sisters in terms of identifying celebrities. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I miss them or I don't know their names or I can't remember it. At least when we were out in LA, celebrities are, are sort of easier to identify. I think because they're thinner, they're smaller and paler than regular humans. Yeah. So they kind of stick out, right? Yeah, yeah. But celebrities in New York, they don't stick out that much. You know what I mean? They they really, they're sort of, they don't have any of those same traits. But in through the gate walked, you know, I, so I was fuzzy on the two women. One was a younger woman. And another woman was about my age. But there was one guy there. He's a teen. Okay. <laughs> This is exciting. Just wait. It's quite a build-up. It's quite a build-up. Three people walking a gate. Okay. Wow. Okay. One was one was a TV doctor. Okay, I knew it. I knew it, Leanne. <laughs> I could tell he played a doctor on TV. A doctor on TV who wore glasses. And maybe if you're listening at home, you can figure this out sooner than I did. Oh, you okay. do. Okay. So. I don't know who this guy is. Or maybe is. your two-year-old granddaughter knew. No, she's not there yet. So I have I have my phone. So I have full, t- I have full, you know, I can really focus on who is that TV doctor? Who is it? So first I Google, I don't know why, St. Elsewhere. I thought maybe it was on St. Elsewhere, which was on like, I don't know, a hundred years really ago. Really a long time so, ago now. Yeah. It really was not in that. And then I was like, oh, what's another show? What's another show? <laughs> then I look up Gray's. Anatomy cannot get it. He's no. not in that show. Okay, finally, finally. So what's in between? What's in between Saint Elsewhere and Grey's Anatomy in terms of a good show? ER. That's it. Bing. Yeah. You knew in a second. So there was Anthony Edwards. You know the star oh. of, of of ER. Okay, so that's a pretty good celebrity sighting. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, 
any day now that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leanne, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the FrameBridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones, and as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. I thought it was going to be someone at least like Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought we were going to get to that, that level of celebrity. Anthony Edwards. Okay. Jake was at the Hillary thing last night. He did, he did a, he did a nice bit with John Hamm and Jake Gyllenhaal together on stage. That was a nice moment. Okay, Anthony Edwards. Yep. <laughs> so sort of like it's like being baby's breath. I can see this. It's like baby's breath here. You're not too happy with it. So, but the problem was that I thought the woman. Okay, I know I've seen her in multiple episodes of Law and Order, and she always plays like a crazy homeless woman. That was probably her best role. But I don't know who she was, and I could not look that up. But this, but they were with a little girl, sort of the same age as my granddaughter. But the little girl 
well, it can, cannot be Anthony Edwards' daughters because I looked that up online, stalking him all in real time, which is very nice to do. And he has three daughters that don't match the age of this little child. So then I realized, well, what is Anthony Edwards doing? He apparently is guest starring in Blue Bloods, is that, which oh, I don't watch yeah, that yeah. series, but that's probably that's that Tom right. Selleck series. Yeah. Yes, that's why he's in New York. Oh. So I got I have one out of three. I'm going back to the same park today with my well, phone. His wife is an actress, Janine Lobel. Was that? Yeah, one but of he, the people? that was not his wife. I okay. looked at a picture of her because I no. This is some okay. other other actress that. So that's wow. exciting. It's a good story. I know. That I'm was glad I didn't you. forward promote this celebrity sighting too heavily at the beginning. <laughs> beginning of the show (laughs) like how creeped out do you think you would be if you were one of them and you knew that people around you in the park were like stalking you online as you just play with your child this is why i I don't understand why people want to be famous it just sounds awful just awful (laughs) well i was at the grocery store last week uh standing right behind larry wilmore uh, and oh. I know I see him a lot. He lives or in town, especially now that they've canceled his show. He's back a lot. So I actually see him at the grocery store quite a bit. So, uh, but I was torn. I was dying to say to him, you know, I really miss your show. Cause I do really miss the show. It was sort of canceled abruptly and he was gone off the air. And, uh, but I noticed he was buying amongst other things, a New York times and a blank legal pad. And I thought, well, I guess he's getting back to work. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm happy for him. He's getting, he's getting back to work, but, uh, you know. Actually, I think Larry Wilmore more famous than Anthony Edwards. I got to say. Think. <laughs> okay. All right. I can see I'm not getting any credit for, like, for the stalking that I actually did. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I, okay. Good use of technology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Okay. I'm not going to share like, anymore with you, with you yeah, two. Yeah. Okay. As Sheila would say, keep us posted. Um, uh, okay. As Sheila would also say, sometimes there are things in the news where you think, huh, Am I just late to the party on this? You know, like sometimes uh, things just ca- a cultural trend or an observation just catches up with you. But you know that you are behind the rest of the public. Well, that's the way I feel about clowns. Am I? I'm clearly just late to the party on this whole clown thing and the alarm about clowns. But. I feel like yesterday I started to fully catch up because there was a hilarious story in the LA Times that I just, I need to share with you because it made me feel like, okay, now I'm on board with the clown thing. Now I'm fully caught up because this is the latest episode. So, okay, pulling out the LA Times here. Uh, Headline is clown sighting prompts arrest. So Los Angeles County Sheriff deputies arrested a Santa Clarita homeowner on suspicion of possessing weapons and narcotics after he called 911 and contended he was threatened by a tall man dressed as a clown and armed with a knife. Uh, He was hanging out in front of his house, six-foot man approached, blah, blah, blah. Um, The homeowner, who just happened to be armed himself, fired a warning shot into the air, and the clown fled the scene on foot, and that's when the homeowner called 911. Well, deputies responded to the scene, and they they could not find a knife-wielding clown, uh, the the sheriff said. However, they discovered that the homeowner was in possession of weapons and narcotics, 
and they arrested him. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a good story. But no, there's more. There's more. Was there actually a knife-wielding clown in the suburbs of Santa Clarita? The sheriff said, quote, that's the question of the day. (laughs) Deputies did discover a man with a clown mask hiding in some bushes a few blocks away. Oh, well. Wait, wait, Leon. No, there's more. A sighting that the uh, sheriff described as, quote, unusual for that time of the morning. (laughs) (laughs) However. So later in the day, they have more clowns popping up? (laughs) Okay. However, the homeowner, who we've already established was armed and on narcotics, the homeowner didn't identify this clown as the correct clown. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, oh, his, they have uh, a clown lineup list? Yeah. <laughs> his guy had a full clown costume and a mask, and the clown he saw was taller. <laughs> so, okay. It must have been a lineup, yeah. Okay. So this is this is just the latest. And then they go on to explain, this is the, where I've been, you know, uh, late to the party, mm-hmm. you know, all these clown pranks that have been inspired by various yeah, I mean, people visits. have been terrorized by clowns. I mean, on the serious side, you know, yes. children, I mean, there, you know, there are, there's some very strange things happening with clowns that are terrorizing people, you know, really creating, you know, bad situations. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And oh, they stop, is? they yes. stop selling clown masks yeah. at like Target and Walmart. Okay. You are late to the party. You are late, know, Liz. Come on. I don't understand. So it's not even just a big joke. It's actually no, like, yeah, no, no. There've been several cases on the East coast, Liz, where, where people in clown mess were terrorizing other people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're terrorizing Anthony Edwards. <laughs> well, apparently one thing law enforcement knows is they are not out at a certain time in the morning. So, all right. So late to the party. I, I admit it. The clown thing. I think I just was not, uh, I just, it didn't seem serious enough to garner my attention. So now I understand it's a real story. I still don't care. Uh, okay. Uh, one other late to the party scenario I would like to share. And I did share this on the Facebook group uh, and got overwhelming positive response to this. Like, I'm not sure that I've ever gotten more comments when I posted something, which just reinforced to me how wildly late to the party I am on this one. So um, in a couple of weeks, I am going to a performance in Orange County. It's like the Orange County Symphony or something that my, my, our brother, Brendan, lives in Orange County with his wife, Laura, and they they got tickets and included me in an evening that is going to be the local symphony doing live music to the movie of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You know, so that sounded really fun, right? And so I immediately signed up. I'll do that. But then I said to Laura, like, you know, I've I've never read a Harry Potter book. She's like, what? How? How could you? And I was like, actually, I think I have often actively mocked adults who do read Harry Potter books because, you know, I just felt like, come on, I get why kids like it, but uh, why should I? And she said, well, you know, it's okay. You'll just see the movie again. I'm like, well, no, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. And again, she was like, what? Never seen a Harry Potter movie, never read a Harry Potter book. So I started to feel like I'm a little late to the party. I'm (laughs) Harry Potter So when I was driving home from Oregon the other day, uh, I listened to the audiobook 
Jim Dale reading slash performing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I got to say, I understand why people like this Harry Potter thing. <laughs> that book was pretty good. It was just like, that was, that was very, very entertaining, Harry Potter. And Jim Dale is very, very good at it. So Liz, what a trendsetter you are. <laughs> you really spot things. Way to go. But I, I only say it as a public service message, Julie. There could be others like me who just were never in the swim of Harry Potter world because we don't have kids or we don't read books like that. Or, But, I, you know, if you're like me and you have been mocking the whole Harry Potter phenomenon, I'm just here to say, you know, there's a reason why it's now the most popular book in the world. It is pretty darn entertaining. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm just late to the party, full confession. There you go. Do you remember on our first uh, our first iteration of Satellite Sisters on public radio, we basically fired the producer because he wouldn't do any work and was just reading Harry Potter in his office. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. oh, exactly that's right. what I was thinking of. Yeah. Remember that? I yeah. totally forgot. So maybe that. that's why. It's like a repressed memory that we spent like a whole year trying to get this guy to do any work whatsoever. And he was holed up in his office, like watching birds and reading Harry Potter. So okay. I think that's what it is, Liz. I think that's what it yeah. is. Well, I can see once you get on board, you know, there are six more books or something. I'm not immediately diving into the next one, but, you know, it is a very it's a super pleasant way to pass the time. There you have it. Okay. Late to the party. Liz, it's a whole new you, really. Clowns, <laughs> Harry Potter. I, mean, I know the things you're talking about now, Liz. It's, it's, it's quite yeah. a different perspective. Hashtag business, not business. I'm not kidding. Yep. <laughs> Opening up my world. Thank you. Thank you, sisters. All right. Well, Liz, stay tuned because I have some information. Maybe you do want to get on that first trip to Mars. Uh, I'm going to talk about that. Also, I'm going to tell you seven steps for mindful eating, six of which are terrible. And I have some mini reviews. <laughs> so don't worry. But more TV talk at the end of Satellite Sisters. But first, all October, we're working with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We'd like to thank those of you in the Satellite Sisterhood who have already donated. Here's another story for you this month. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Satellite Sisters, this is Liz. I'm here with Leanne. And you know that all this month we're working with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals to raise funds and awareness for the work they do at 180 local children's hospitals all over the country. Thanks so much to those of you who have donated already or posted messages at our special URL or in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. When we first started talking about Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, we said we think some of you may know kids that have been treated at one. And sure enough, we heard from Danielle at our Satellite Sisters Facebook page. It's really special to her because her daughter suffers from a neurological movement disorder, and she's treated at Gillette in Minnesota, just like Cooper, the kid we told you about the first week. So Danielle was really touched by our story, and she left this message to let us know that she also works at a medical device company that makes those special DBS devices that Cooper used in our story. So Danielle, the best part of this is she was able to match her gift via her company, so double the money. Danielle, we wish you and your daughter the best because you're the best. 
Oh, you know, Leanne, Kathy left us this message. Her daughter is a graduate student at the University of Florida. And for the last three years, she's been involved in their largest student-run fundraising project with benefits their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital, Shands. And last year, they raised more than $2.4 million. Wow. Dance, dance marathon, Leanne. <laughs> Dance Marathon. We have a long way to go, Satellite Sister Ed. (laughs) We do. So this year, Kathy's daughter is one of the managers, and that's a full-time unpaid job. So she has that and a full class load. But she loves every minute of doing it, and she knows she's helping the kids at the hospital, many of whom she has met and really grown to love. Today, we're saluting champion kid Morgan Morris. She goes by the nickname Momo. And she's treated at Bay State Children's Hospital in Massachusetts for acute lymphoblastic leukemia. She showed up for her appointments in sparkling shoes and tutus, earning her the nickname the Fuzzy Princess when she lost her hair. Momo supporters gathered to celebrate her last treatment with a, get this, Liz, no-mo chemo party. That's right, no-mo chemo for Momo. (laughs) No one was happier than Momo's mom who exclaimed, today is the day. She's free to be a kid, a cancer-free kid. We are sure you can understand why a mother would feel that way on a day like that. So please help us support the important work of Children's Miracle Network hospitals like Bay State, like Gillette, and others in your community by going to cmnh.co slash sisters and donating what you can. That's cmnh, like Children's Miracle Network hospitals, dot co, not com, slash sisters. And you can make a contribution and leave your own message there. Thanks, Satellite Sisterhood. Put your money where the miracles are. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Julie just recalled that Anthony Edwards was goose in Top Gun. So you're right, Julie. That's He deserved he was, more respect. It would, you're citing, and his wife is a makeup person, not an actress. I knew she was famous for some reason. Uh, she has her own, She's created her own makeup line. They haven't married for a long time. So I'm glad you saw him. Maybe next time you can reach out and share a coffee with him in Brooklyn. Okay. Well, All so right. Lynn, you're just a little late to the Anthony Edwards party, yeah, I guess. A- yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made to order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. 
So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. People, I'm excited about Mars. Who's excited about Mars? Raise your hand. I mean, yes, it me. looks like we're really going to Mars. Not me personally, but other people are really going to Mars. And this month's National Geographic magazine, which is a fantastic magazine. If you don't get it, it's a fantastic gift subscription. If you have people in your house that are interested in science or like to just look at pictures, uh, it's totally a great Christmas gift. I've given it to my kids for many years. So I was reading the new National Geographic. It's all about Mars. Apparently, Liz used to work for National Geographic. Yes, so I did. Yes. There's the a giant six-part series on TV on the Nat Geo channel starting this month. Do you know anything about that? Starting next month. This is going to be awesome, Leanne. Ron Howard did it. He directed oh. first episode. And yeah, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer uh, produced the whole thing. It's a six-part series that is a combination of a scripted drama about the first people living on Mars, like how they get there and then how they set up life, intercut with 
documentary sections about the people that are working on all the science now. So interviews with Elon Musk, interviews with people at JPL, like all of the people you hang out with there in Pasadena yeah. at JPL and Caltech, they're all part of the six-part series. So so you see how it works in Mars, you know, 20 years from now, and then you hear the explanation for this is real. This is what we're actually doing now to make that happen. So it'll be fascinating. You know, I guess I didn't realize that the science was that far along. Like, yeah. I didn't know they were really doing all of these things, you know, really trying to – really getting people used to the atmosphere on Mars. They have all these simulations already happening. They've done all these experiments. They've designed all these things from the, you know, the rocket ships to get them there that can land and then leave again to the housing, to how they would grow the food. I just didn't realize it was that far along. I thought it was more of a like a movie pipe dream, but it's pretty yeah, impressive. No, it's, I think it's 2032. They feel like they're really going to be there. Wow. And I, you know so what? I, I plan on being around 2032. That's, <laughs> that's another bucket list item then. State dinner and then <laughs> Andrea McArdle. <laughs> and then we land on ours. No, so watching Leanne, it. Watching your- it. Leon, you read the article, and Liz, you've obviously seen all these TV shows. Why is it that we're going to Mars rather than focus on the moon? Why don't we just work on the moon and start setting up colonies there? Well, because I I don't know. Do you really care that much about the moon? I mean, Mars is an actual planet much like ours or the most like ours of all of the planets, my limited understanding. Yeah. And it just seems more ambitious. Like moon, we already checked that off the list. You mean? I I don't know. I just was curious why there's why so much focus on Mars versus the moon. That's all. I I kind of, you know, it seems like it would be easier just to go to the moon. (laughs) I think when you're a scientist, when you're a scientist, you just don't think about, okay, what's the easiest thing to do? Let's do that. You know, it's just, it's clearly more ambitious to go to Mars, to go there in the first place and then actually build sustainable colonies there. You know, so uh, at least from the television point of view, it makes a much better story. (laughs) Okay, let's, okay. Julie, I think if you get the Nat Geo for this month, you'll see it's a whole pullout section on colonizing Mars. And they, you know, it looks good. I mean, they they have a good plan for Mars. I think it is. And again, that water is a big deal. Like there might actually be water there is kind of a big deal for them. Now, it is going to take seven months to get there. And Hmm. uh, the quote, the pull quote that stood out for me in the magazine was this. No experiment on Earth can quite simulate the feeling of being locked in a small can millions of miles away okay so right there i'm out right locked in a small can (laughs) that's that's not for you sister (laughs) but i'm i'm curious like would you go to mars liz or julie would you ever like back in the day even if it's not now or you know when you have grandchildren and things like that but would you ever do you have that sort of spirit that you'd be like yeah i'll give mars a try no no, I'd rather go to the moon. It's closer. Because you, know? <laughs> you can come home more often? I could come home more often. Yeah, on the weekends or something. That's yeah. I don't know. I admire the people that do want to do that. But I like, no, I have no instinct that, I mean, first of all, the seven month trip is, um, you know, that's a hurdle. It's, it's dangerous. But, yes. It's very, very dangerous. They make yeah. that acceptable risk is something they're factoring into every decision. Acceptable risk. Yeah. Yeah. And but even once you got there, I just it would just be such a circumscribed life, you know, hard and limited. So, yeah, I know that makes me sound very unambitious, but no, just I'm I'm, but I'm happy for the people that do want to go. 
you know, it must be a very rare kind of psychology of the person that that is hugely appealing to be the first human on a new planet or the first generation on a new planet, because they really do believe that they could sustain life over multiple generations and that it's not just a sort of touch base and come home uh, scenario. Well, as the headline reads, if the trip doesn't kill you, living there might. So that is. (laughs) That's well, that that's sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. From Again. a marketing point of view, that's not that appealing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's really fun. If you have kids that are interested in spa- space exploration, you're going to not only see the want to see the series, but pick up the magazines, the November oh, issue of National Geographic. Julie, your grandkids would like it. Lots of I, really. I'm going to go get a copy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. get Anthony Edwards to sign it and I'm going to bring it home <laughs> to my, to my uh, grandchildren in Dallas. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. All right. Okay. Uh, I, another mag i love my magazines okay so health magazine came this month and of course jillian michaels is on the cover because is it me or is she on the cover like every other month of every health magazine <laughs> i mean I why wouldn't you put her on the cover right? i guess yeah she's spectacular looking and i i never have seen her like on any television show or anything I really watch that but she's in every magazine so um but they had an article this month's issue of health is all about um eating mindfully, you know, and being aware of what you eat and, uh, you know, boosting your metabolism and food sources. So it's about eating healthfully. They don't call it dieting, but that's kind of it. So they want you to eat, uh, eat mindfully. And they have this ridiculous <laughs> long article about how to, quote, escape zombie eating, which is just basically sitting, you know, on, on the couch shoveling food into your mouth. And I appreciate that, but sometimes you're hungry, you know? You just want to sit on the couch and shovel food into your mouth, right? So <laughs> so they have this expert uh, who's a registered dietitian give us seven tips for eating mindfully. And, okay, I'm uh, ready. Like, I got a little pad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write these down. Jot I'm just them down. telling you, if you did this, every meal would take like eight hours. But here you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. St- okay. I'm gonna try to read it in a good, in a mindful, meditative voice. Step one: bring the food to the table. Step two. Get rid of all distractions. Can't do that. Okay. <laughs> so that means you can't have you can't have music, radio, TV on. You can't have Your any phone, of that. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Step three: take three deep, attentive breaths. Okay. That right there. Like, who's going to stop? They're starving. Oh my god! I have to take some breath. Oh my god! I'm so hungry. Okay. Uh, step four: <laughs> ask yourself how hungry you are on a scale of zero to ten. Well, by now you're an 11, right? I mean, you just, (laughs) so, okay. Step After wasting all that time breathing. Yeah. Step five, observe the food, the texture, the color, the aroma, right? That's doable. That's the one thing I think you should do. Uh, Step six, take one mindful bite, making mental notes about the taste and the smell. And step seven, enjoy your meal and consciously put the fork down between each bite. Oh my gosh. You you take you all day long to eat breakfast if that was the case. I know Sounds they always like tell you to do that, that though. It yeah. seems like a good idea. It does. 
I mean, yes, we shouldn't shovel food into our mouth, but the deep breath, that is just a long process. You're, I'm imagining like at the end of the workday, you're trying to get food on the table for your family. It's like, okay, everyone, let's take three deep breaths. So that is just not going to go over. <laughs> but I did find this. I found this online a couple weeks ago, and I actually have been trying to do this because I feel like, you know, meditation, all the rage, blah, blah. So I saw this article about how to meditate over a cup of coffee. Okay, oh, this is doing. Yeah, that's that's See? for you, Leon. It is right because I love that first cup of coffee in the morning. It is quiet. I feel like I could because you actually have to wait for the coffee to brew. You have to do something in those three minutes. And so, okay, here's what you do to meditate over a cup of coffee. All right, you start the practice as soon as you walk in to get your coffee. Feel your feet touching the ground and listen to the sounds around you. All right, I can do that. Okay, once you're at the coffee machine, feel the cup in your hands. Notice the smell of the beverage. Mmm, who doesn't do that? Recognize the warm that the warmth that penetrates through the mug to your hands. Do you do that? Do you just I like that, that feeling. Yes, yeah, a lot. Right? So you can do this. All right. How about mm. this? If you're adding cream or sugar, uh, which I like to heat up in the microwave in case anyone is interested. Um, if you're adding cream or sugar, okay. Be in touch with the action of pouring, the sound the grains make when leaving their packets. Who does that? And hit the surface of the coffee. So it's just pouring the cream in, taking a look at, oh, it makes the coffee kind of that great color. And then as you bring the coffee to your mouth, be aware of any salivation or physical feelings. <laughs> so if you're drooling. I'm actually salivating as you described this, Leah. Right? I think we can do I'm going to have to take a break and go make a cup of coffee right now. So I have been doing this for the last couple of weeks, like really trying to just focus in on the coffee making. And, but with this whole meal thing, I can't do that. That's a bridge too far for me. But there you go. How to meditate over a cup of coffee. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Very inspiring, Leanne. <laughs> All right. And then finally, I have some mini reviews of some of this season's new TV shows. And so I just thought I would, I would just put it out there. These are not full-blown TV recaps. You know, we do Pull Dark. We do Madam Secretary. Those are coming later podcasts this week. But these are some mini reviews. Has, has anybody been watching the new TV season? Is there any show you particularly enjoy? No, I haven't watched any, Leanne. I've been, I've been in sort of, uh, I, so I'm interested to hear what okay. I should watch. All right. Well, I did recently, I just caught up with all of the episodes of Designated Survivor, because that's one of the top rated new dramas this year. So is that one of your mini reviews? That, that is one of my mini reviews okay. list. Okay. I'm um, going to start with Timeless, though. That was like the time travel history show that they promoted really heavily during the Olympics. And I, I, I swore yeah. that I would watch it because they promoted it so heavily during the Olympics. And here's what I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. Uh, okay. If you have a high schooler or a middle schooler that's sort of vaguely interested in history, that's about the level of writing is like middle school history in the show. Oh. It does involve time travel and it does Oops. involve, I'm out. you know, <laughs> okay. you know, I got, I got the outla outlander. Yeah. I can only time travel with one show, so yeah. I'm not going to watch this. I okay. know. Yeah. Oh, carry on. Sister. Yeah. I didn't so, interrupt. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of science fiction and you have to, you know, assume that these people from current day who have no collect, you know, no history with each other, one's from the military, one's a, you know, one's a history professor that they, uh, that they would actually be able to go back in time and change history. And of course, when they go back in time, there's a bad guy there. So it's pretty basic history and they managed to like, 
oh, the Hindenburg or the Civil War. They're not really reaching for sort of obscure history things. But, um, you know, if you have a high schooler or a middle schooler, you can watch it together. It's totally fine. I give it a B. The two leads are pretty engaging. I give it a B. Okay, Designated Survivor. Now, Liz, uh, this is the one with Kiefer Sutherland. And mm-hmm. it's a really dynamic present uh, or concept for a TV show, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's why I was so interested. Yeah. You know, the, the Capitol gets bombed and everybody in the government, almost everybody gets killed, except for the one guy who was not at the State of the Union speech. He's the designated survivor. Boom. Now you're the president, Mr. You know, uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Which, yeah, that's always seems to be like the department they mock the most in any kind of, I don't know why, like housing is important and urban development, but in almost every sort of creative outlet, they mock HUD. But anyway, so Kiefer Sutherland is the, yeah, vaulted into the presidency. There's only one congressperson left and she, you know, she's, they're the only two elected officials left in D.C., if we're to believe this. Fantastic premise for a show, right? Yes. This and the Supreme Court is wiped out. Uh, yeah. that, that makes things a little complicated, too. No Supreme Court. No Supreme Court. This is the most boring show. I do not understand the show. Nothing happens. This is a guy who's running the United States of America, and the entire government is wiped out. And there are scenes when he's just sitting in the Oval Office, like, signing things. How is that possible? <laughs> That's, no, he's a man. He's an action hero, Kiefer Sutherland. How come he's not like running around doing something? I don't no. know, Julie. It's just okay. there is like no ticking clock. There is no sense of urgency. Like, let's get some people back on the Supreme Court. Let's get a cabinet together. Hey, why don't we hold a special election? Never mind. Like, holy cow, we got to figure out who did this. And oh my gosh, yeah. you know, we, you know, we got we to gotta mourn. We just lost our entire government. No, it's like him having meetings with his bickering chiefs of staff. I, I just don't understand yeah. this TV show. We've watched it's like, a lot. It's a lot of moral dilemmas for him, right? Yeah. Which is not really that interesting to watch. No, I mean, Madam Secretary gets more done before that com- first commercial break than this guy does in a s- whole hour. I mean, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> He's, he's, he, like he's a whole government to put back together, and he's concerned about tiny, tiny things happening in Michigan. This is a real disappointment to me. This show, we've I thought it was going to be a show like that my husband and I could watch together because those are few and far between. And 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 you know we got Elementary and we got I thought maybe this show, but he's out. We're both bored. C minus. What do you think, Liz? Well, it reminds me a little bit of Madam Secretary in the way that he's got like three staffers. That, that do everything in the whole world. Yeah. You know, which so does Madam Secretary, you know, but in this case, like Cal Penn is one of his staffers. He's the speechwriter who becomes the press secretary. So it's just kind of, there is that ludicrous aspect right. of just like the four of them sitting in the Oval Office trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. Uh, when there's he, no government though. See, Madam yeah. Secretary has an entire government. They have Jack. <laughs> they have no government. <laughs> It, it, it seems like it seems like a low rent madam secretary yeah. like madam secretary is not as high concept but much more interesting to watch yeah i think though if you're a Kiefer sutherland fan 
and Julie, you are. Now, yes, I'd be I love 24. Yes. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear what you thought about that because he, he sort of has to play. I know he's the action hero, right? But he has to play a guy who's conflicted and maybe a little bit of a loser, but likes to claim the moral high ground. So th- there's just a lot of rumination. I think he ruminates a lot. Yeah. You know, so, and he mumbles a lot. So it's mumbling and ruminating yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. And he's yeah. a very so tiny... is even worth watching. I mean, should I no. check it out one I, episode? I don't think so. I mean, he's a very okay. tiny man, too. Kiefer does he seem like he does a lot of yoga and stuff i mean he's very he's very small he's a very small man i think and his wife must live in la small and pale right as all they should have cast anthony edwards in that one for sure they should have there's so many roles for anthony edwards so many you know he's very leon i think i liked that show more than you do but if you're, you know, you have limited television time yeah. to spend. If you want, like, an interesting show about crazy stuff that goes on in the government, Madam Secretary, hands down, all the way more interesting. Yeah, or Veep. Like, there's the two extremes. Yeah. So yeah. You, have that, you have that thing there. So, and also, I don't understand Kiefer Sutherland's wife in the show. All she does is hug him. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't hug my husband that much. And if all of a sudden, well, he, don't put it down, Leanne. Well, it's just like, oh gosh, you're the president of the United States, and there is no government. You need a hug. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to get a cabinet. Just go get a cabinet. <laughs> God sakes. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the last mini review is the show. This is us. Uh, this is a new drama over on NBC. And this, I'm giving it an A minus. This is a surprisingly good show. Uh, yes. I, you know, the, the promos were intentional tearjerkers. And mm-hmm. uh, so I was suspicious that maybe we were seeing all the good stuff in the promos and they couldn't possibly live up to the theme song. But no, actually, the show is, is unfolding. Very interesting to watch. Good writing. Good acting. Julie, have you been watching the show at all? No, you've been busy. I saw one episode. I liked it very much. I like the uh, sibling relationship yes. in particular. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, this is like a show about adult siblings. Um, but there is sort of a uh, there is a ripple in the time space continuum. So I won't give that away if you haven't seen it. So there is kind of an edge to every show. And I was worried after the first episode that like the story was just going to fold in on itself and there wasn't enough places to go with it. But no, they have really expanded the story and the cast of characters. And I think it's very interesting and very satisfying. Uh, yeah, they managed to create some new fresh characters on on TV, which is pretty hard to do, actually. You yeah. know, it's easy to fall into the role of, well, like Kiefer Sutherland's wife. Here, here's a hug. Oh, here's a hug. You know, she's that? also an immigration lawyer, Leanne. So, you know, I know, but <laughs> like even that, really, the whole government is gone. Do you think they're going to be deporting people two days after that? No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Not right? if they don't have a cabinet. That's right. right. Okay. Exactly. Who's who's executing the deportations? Right. Everyone's gone. Get some. <laughs> Just okay. All right. The thing, the thing about This Is Us, yeah. I'll also say a lot of positive buzz about This Is Us in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Yes. People called that out right after the premiere as one of their new faves. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of support for that show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Timeless is a B, you know, no harm, no foul. Designated survivor, just skip it. Not worth it. This Is Us, A plus, A minus. A minus for okay. the show. A minus. Well, thanks for watching TV for us. You're welcome, Italy. Jewel. You're welcome. That's what I do now with the empty nest. Just got a lot of time, <laughs> time on my hands.
Uh, Lee, and I, Lee and I have breaking news on your bucket list, though. Oh. You know, the okay, so earlier in the show, you said you wanted to get invited to a state dinner, but you thought that it was a long shot. In our Twitter feed just now, not that my mind was wandering while you were telling that story, but I did notice, you know, the, uh, the Department of State announced that right now, as we speak, there's a luncheon in honor of Prime Minister Renzi of Italy. And so John Kerry is hosting at the State Department mm. the Prime Minister. So I know the White House is a reach for you, yeah. but you do currently do some work yes. with the State Department. I do, Liz. So I think, you, I think you have a shot at getting invited to a fancy State Department lunch with a, a head of state. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they, maybe you try that first and work your way up to the White House. All right, Liz, that's – I'm just – just start retweeting that stuff. That may be our in <laughs> Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's what they're looking for in qualifications to come to a state luncheon. Yeah. It's it's live broadcast online, state.gov right now. Anyway, sorry. Just thought you would want to. No, Liz, that's good. That's good news. All right. Uh, so what's everyone doing this week? Julie, you're heading back to Dallas at some point. I will be heading back to Dallas. Yeah, I have a big assignment coming up this weekend. I'm babysitting the three other grandchildren and their dog, Lily, um, <laughs> coming to my house. So back-to-back assignments. But Urban Nana can handle it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Whew. Liz, you got any plans? What's, you know, now that you think mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go buy a new computer, Leanne. Okay. I think that even though, by the way, successfully moved all the audio files onto the external hard drive so yippee i think this one is uh you know not long for this world so i'm i'm gonna work on that mainly you'll be glad you did like you just yeah it's just when you bring I know it's so fun when you yeah, get a new computer it's it like getting a new pair of sneakers or something they just seem faster you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well in the case of the computer it, it is faster but <laughs> case of the sneakers it's not actually but all right i have a speaking you're just going to be meditating over your coffee this week i'm going to be meditating i have a speaking engagement on thursday uh that i set up like months ago and um i don't know where it is they failed to tell me where it is so i tried made reached out several attempts to contact the woman who contacted me originally about it and i'm not getting any response like something weird happened so so Uh, so if you see me wandering around Pasadena, like fully dressed up for a luncheon on Thursday, just okay, <laughs> flag her down. Or if you need a speaker on Thursday, <laughs> I'll party. be ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Go. Oh, one other thing I'm doing. I got the California voter pamphlet. Yeah. Leon, I'm sure you have yours. Julie, our voter pamphlet in the state of California is 232 pages. Oh, gross. So, like, get to work on that, Liz. I got to get to work on that. I'm sure Texas has a really big one, too. But we have, like, a million different, you know, propositions and things. So 232 pages. I'm going to start to dig in on that. Yeah, I'm actually going to a forum next week put on by the League of Women Voters to explain some of the propositions. You know, because some oh, of the language a- in the propositions, it's, like, backwards and forwards. You don't know. Yes. Is a yes it's vote purposely confusing? Yes, yeah. the yes vote what I want or the nova. It's very confusing. And then I think the key is early voting for the newscation. If you're going to stick with it, you know, <laughs> if you vote early, then it's done. The election is over for you. <laughs> I can see why people are lining up for hours and hours yeah, in Georgia. Just get it over just with, to get it, and just, then you can move on. You can. Just and you don't have to watch that last debate. Yeah, no. that would that, that would be good. No, okay. You got college football. You got the baseball playoffs, and just. <laughs> Take a pass till November. Madam 8th. Secretary, Poldark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
So many other things to watch. Just not designated survivor. Okay. And if you can spare it, make a donation to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We thank you for that. Your local hospital thanks you for that. All the kids that they help, thank you for that. And that website is cmnh.co.co forward slash sisters. All right, sisters, have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. Sister.